Nashville fans, get an education, you jabronis. All right, we do have a massive, I would say probably the biggest episode coming up for number 90. Both completely false. <laughs> yeah, both like, like, genuinely both completely false. You just didn't see the game. GP the Golden Boy, who he was invisible for the entire game. Overreaction. Yeah. I kind of touched on this a little bit pre pre recording. Uh -huh. Justin Hack's ceiling is higher than James Hans. Oh, they're gonna kill you in the Twitter streets for that. I'm telling and you. Her. I was gonna say if they put us in charge of building the stadium, oh, they should crumble. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, would fall apart. Yeah. <laughs>All right, man. Episode 89. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. Obviously, the start of uh, a new regular season. I think we've been looking forward to this forever, um, as has the rest of the fans. Obviously, 2-0 is probably not the way we wanted to go um, coming out of this Nashville game, but I feel like somewhat to be expected. Uh, I don't think they lost a game at home last year, so we knew it was going to be tough. Cushing said it was going to be tough, um, but all in all, I'm, I'm happy we're back on the field. Yeah, no, I'm happy we're back on the field. Happy to see, um, you know, the performance that we did see. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it felt like Christmas. It felt like Christmas Eve heading up to this. So I think that's, uh, you know, I'm going to credit a lot of people's di uh, disappointment to that. Mm -hmm. You know, that it felt like Christmas and it, it felt like a, like a letdown. You know, I, if you're being honest with yourself, you know, did you really expect, uh, not not us to, to lose, but did you expect us to win, really? Um, with everything that happened, I think in, in a fairy tale, yeah. Um, in reality, NYCFC, even with better rosters, doesn't really win season openers. Yeah, it's been a while. And before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we don't usually do the whole like self promo thing, but we do have a, a massive, I would say probably the biggest episode coming up um, for number ninety. Um, probably a few days after you guys hear this, um, right. number ninety is obviously a big number for us with being post ninety. So we we, I mean, how much how much do we want to say about it? Um, we, we've got a champion coming a, on. A champion coming on, an NYCFC alum. Um, I think that's you know about the extent of what we're gonna say. It, it should be um a Cold very hero. fun, a very fun conversation. Um, and somebody that we've we've talked a lot in the past about wanting to speak to. So it should be fun. But like you said, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a thing of expectations, and not to set too many big expectations about our episode, episode ninety. But it was big expectations yeah. coming into this game. Um, and and like you said, when you build this date up on a pedestal like us we've we've been counting down since since the season ended in 2022 yeah, yeah. so um, i mean it, it's something that we we've all wanted and yeah to see the score at the end of the game um to see you know some of the chances that we had get wasted I, that's those are really really disappointing things um you know i'm looking at some highlights like justin hack having probably the game of his life as an nycfc player mm -hmm. um genuinely an amazing game from him. I, I, you know, a couple misplaced passes. I think he, fin he finished with 90% passing. Um, he missed either four or five passes. Um, he, he was one of the players that outside of the substitutes that played, you know, less than half the game, uh, lost the ball the least yep. in a team where, where people had as much as 25 lost possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to, so I was going to ask you where you wanted to go with it. And I think I, I probably already knew the answer to the question with our conversation before we actually turned the mics on and started recording. Um, a lot of passion, I think from us, uh, in the Justin Hack camp, especially throughout the game. I mean, I saw a few people tweeting that he was playing really well. We were obviously one of those guys. Um, but then, you know, at the same time, I think there's also a very, uh, uh strong fan base of NYCFC that 
is pretty harsh on Justin Hack. Obviously, don't like him. Um, but I think you're right. I think we saw one of the best games out out of him that we've seen possibly ever when ever. when it comes to being in a blue jersey. Um, and I think in both cases, we we went back and we did a review of some of the game footage. But um, people were kind of blaming both of the goals on him. One for a misplaced pass um, when Haney ran up the whole field and assisted Shuffle Shuffle whatever mullet guy mullet guy <laughs> um and yeah. then on the the first goal that walker put in uh they were saying he drew the set piece that nashville got so ultimately it's his fault both completely false <laughs> yeah both like were... like genuinely both completely false you just didn't see the game yeah and i mean you there, didn't see it correctly there's with it the was power a Tavon of... gray foul yeah that led to the set piece that led to the goal and it was Mukhtar poking the ball away and then a Nashville player passing it back to Mukhtar. Yeah. So Justin Hack actually had nothing to do with either of those. I was going to say with the with the regular season starting, um, we're, we're back on our game with editing and all that. Yeah. So we're going to be tossing up the footage kind of alongside as we're talking. But like you said, I think on, on that second Mukhtar goal, um, Tiago was playing a ball uh, to Hack. But I think Mukhtar poked it or if he didn't poke it it yeah, was just, he just nicked it a little bit very yeah and if he didn't it was just very poorly placed by tiago right. and uh the nashville player was able to get his body in front of hack and then you know haney goes on and does what haney does right um and then like you said with the other one yeah it was ultimately Tavon that drew the foul on the set piece for the first goal right. um you know there's which you can't even you even if it was Justin Hack that that drew the foul it was Tavon Gray you're not blaming Tavon for that goal there's yeah. still 10 people, 11 people defending that goal at the at the set piece at the end of the day. I was going to say a lot you know? a lot of other things go wrong from the, right. the point of the foul that draws the set piece. Um, I think one person that could potentially be called out uh, if we are looking to name names on goals was Chino's header to clear that. It was horrible. It, it was obviously fell to the Nashville yeah. guy. Um, and then Barraza, I think he's getting it a little bit tough on Twitter too. Um, he had a great game. He Yeah, obviously the the – the early on one-on-one save was huge, especially to set to set the tempo, um, and then he blocked the deflection as well. Um, and then on that one, I mean, he did virtually everything that he possibly could as a goalie to keep that ball out. You would like him to maybe catch it there. You would like him to parry it into a less uh, dangerous dangerous area. position. But at the same time, I mean, he's like in in like survival mode, getting that ball anywhere from going in the back of the net and putting himself in front of it right. is what he did. And unfortunately, it falls to a player. You, you also hope maybe there would be a defender there to clean that up yeah. on behalf of him. And, and not only that, but, you know, he's he's maybe an inch away from making an insane double save. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to you don't want to live in what ifs. It's a terrible place to be. Yeah. Um, but in general, I don't think that you can point out a single player on the field and say they are the reason we did not win or stay competitive in this game yeah well um, i was gonna say maybe not nobody is the single reason um not only that we didn't win but i don't think anybody is the single reason that we lost either right because it goes exactly. both ways i think you know i i would say maybe there's some players that have more responsibility than others i think for us uh gp who is meant to be obviously the golden boy this season and hey it's game one but you know it's yeah it's, it's overreaction it's, monday overreaction here. monday yeah, yeah i mean this, this is gonna happen right? um but we have GP, the golden boy, who he was invisible for the entire game. Um, Tales, sort of the same story, except he was extremely visible, but every time he touched the ball... It um, went to somebody it, else. Yeah, it was a turnover or something Something had gone wrong. Um, right. And I don't know if it, it was a knock or what it was. He obviously was wincing. 
yeah. uh, after taking both shots, and I don't know if that was like, oh man, I just made a a bad play, so let me yeah. Let me well, I mean, hurt. if if um, you know, if that's his bid for the number nine role, I think um, it's not going to go well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tiago looked a lot better, a lot more comfortable in that role. Um, yeah. He looked better in hold up play. He looked better. Um, you know, in those transitions and everything like that. And I, I even told you, I, I, Tiago learned agility. Like yeah. he just, all of a sudden he, he can move well. Um, and so if that's the type of player he's going to be for the rest of the season, then he has to be the number nine. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. And Tiago and Talas is going to have to work off that left. Um, but yeah, I mean, Talas, uh, you can't blame him for the game, but at the end of the day, you can't lose the ball 25 times. Um, you're, you're putting up, you're putting the, the team in a very, very rough spot when you go and lose the ball 25 times. Um, I would have liked to see, you know, his shots be a little bit more on target, obviously. Um, but overall, I think he had he had the game that he was rated for. He, he had like a 5.5 rating for the game. Yeah. Um, it just – our highest rated players were the lowest rated players for, for Nashville. That was the story of the game. Yeah, well, I think – like you said too, talking a little bit about Tiago in the nine, because I don't think, I mean, we definitely had never talked about that being a potential consideration. We definitely saw him as only vying for a winger role. Um, obviously, Which I, I think, think credit to Coach Joe. I think Coach Joe was the one that called that out and mm-hmm. wanted wanted that specifically. And I think, and I think on top of that, uh, credit to to Cushing, who yeah. I think, you know, say say what you will about him. Um, it's week one, but. One thing that was obviously everybody's biggest uh, gripe when it came to Ronnie was no changes. He would he would not make changes. Like if he went out there and he had prepared something all week um, and it was failing, well, that's too bad because we're stuck on what we prepared for this week. Right. Um, Cushing, I I personally loved to see uh, at halftime, which is something we would never see with Ronnie, him to make such a big change of switching somebody like Tiago into the nine and being like, Hey, every time Talis got out wide, he looked better. The commentary was talking. He looked better when he got out um, wide and he was like, let's make that change and then see yeah. what happens. And right out the gate, we see Kufre play uh, a great ball to Tiago. I would have liked Tiago to take a shot there. I think, uh, I feel like we see him do that all the time. Yeah. He's kind of too fast for his own good. Not only that, but I think his confidence lacks in those moments. Mm. He runs himself right. out of positions. Exactly. And you, you, you'd like to, to see him put a shot on target. But at the same time, like the commentary said, put it on a play for Pellegrini and just didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, I... It's tough, though, when you have... He literally got murdered by three guys immediately mm-hmm. after. So. Well, I'm going to say... I was going to say, too, like, I'm, I'm obviously a fan of sweating it out. If I'm playing FIFA... I'm making like True. 47 passes inside Correct. the box before I shoot. You know, sometimes to my own dismay, sometimes to others. <laughs> um, but if if he's playing it to a guy who has a, a 100% chance to make it, as opposed right. to him in the 70, hey, that's smart ball. I'm not going to be mad at him for it. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, another guy to talk about um, is Kufre. To me, I mean, overreaction Monday. That's the most talented left back we've had in an NYCFC shirt. Potentially. Period. I mean, I think he's up there for this game to be the most impactful player that was on the field. And to right. do that in your debut, um, brand new to the team. I think Cushing said in the the press, the last presser, the preseason last week, was he had been here for four days of training. Right. So to come in, right, in MLS week one as a loney and do that, I mean, it's it, – Seems like we got a winner in that pick. Yeah. Um. You know, we're overreacting, 
but it is it is week one and he I looks good. And know. then I think O'Toole comes in. And it and looks like <laughs> he's <laughs> genuinely challenging for that spot too. <laughs> yeah. Um that that makes me have some faith in the games that we will have to play five at the back mm. because we're gonna have Kufre and we're gonna have O'Toole at the same time. Yeah. Um, I get worried because if 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 O'Toole's gonna look good every time he plays and I don't know I don't know if the Kufre sub was simply based on the it was, fact I think it was the yellow. Yeah, the yellow and then I think fitness too, right? It's week one. Yeah. This guy's been right with with us for four training sessions. Yep. Um I so I get worried when he does get to ninety minute fit, he's obviously one of the players that is not gonna be coming off the field. At least from what we've seen from him now. And you would hate to have somebody like O'Toole, if he is playing like he did today, consistently, to not have a spot in yeah. the field. So I wonder if if Cushing may look to find another role for O'Toole, wherever that may be. I don't know if potentially like left wing he could talk NYCFC source tweeted at us after that rocket of a shot he took because I did not know that Kevin O'Toole had yeah. it like that. And I guess O'Toole played striker in college. To be uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We drafted him as a forward. That's why yep. you know I think he's gonna be that Tony Roach type player where he can kind of just fill roles, fill yeah. holes. Um, but I I could see um, you know honestly I see a world where Pellegrini. Obviously, it's one game, overreaction Monday. Pellegrini didn't really nail down his spot. I agree, yeah. Like, if you had to redraw the team tomorrow, you know, Pellegrini's spot is a question mark. I could honestly see the team looking very, very good with O'Toole at left wing and Tala's in the middle with Thiago at nine. Yeah. Or even, I mean, I like, I know Keaton called out in previous press conferences that the 10 was not something that he typically does or that he feels he's the best at. Um, and that Cushing wasn't necessarily looking for him to fill that role, but I don't hate it if we don't have if if Matty is going to play like he did in this game every game, um, and you know coming from the biggest Matty support, it's not going to be something that's going to work out. And I think Keaton even towards the end of the game, our second half was way better than our first half, but Keaton got into some dangerous positions and was playing some dangerous balls. He on that one play, um, I'm trying to remember it like complete in its in its completeness, but he was. I think he played a ball to somebody and then they played it back to him and it was like just out of reach of him, but that was a hundred percent going to end in right. a goal Yeah. Um, with Keaton kind of coming into the box, uh, hitting the tiki taka and then scoring himself. So I think if, you know, if, if it comes to it, we have him as an option at the 10 and we should look to see if that's something that he can do. Yeah, I d- definitely. I, I just think if you're, if you're taking the exact um, lineup and the exact same tactics into next week, um, and you have to change a few things, like you have to change Pellegrini. I just think that O'Toole out wide with um, Talas in the, with at the number ten, and Tiago at nine would be genuinely dangerous. Yeah, you know, for 45, 50, 60 minutes, I think that's super, super dangerous. But you may, we may even find ourselves in a position where, um, you know, we try to play without a, a ten, and you kind of have um, Keaton somewhat playing that role where he's getting forward yeah and we're playing justin hack and we're playing alfredo together you know with with three midfielders in in the middle five in the back that could work too yeah i mean and i think we're just trying to play on the counter yeah and i think for for those of us that are super down after this first game not necessarily going the way we wanted to i think next week can function as like a get right game yeah it's chicago fire i believe in both of our predictions. I had Houston, but you had Houston, but they were bottom. But they were bottom anyway. Yeah, and yeah. then I, so you had Houston Wooden Spoon. I had Chicago Wooden Spoon. I feel like that 
could serve. I know it's still away, and I know it's still the MLS. It'll probably be pretty terrible terrible weather over there, but that could function as a get-right game. I yeah. mean, it's sh- Chicago. Um, yeah. you know, the, and well, and but we'll see how they are tonight. Yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see. You know what they what they really have to offer, but um, yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning we're recording like right after. Yeah, the, this like, is directly just is, ended. Yeah, I think Chicago might have just kicked off eleven minutes ago. So yeah, so they, we'll, they could be yeah, up seven I, goals right now. Who knows? Yeah, I mean they and they did just sign Kai Kamara. Um, I'm just in you know, in in tough the, at thirty eight years old with, but. with that form. With that, with the game that we just watched, I know that a lot of people are going to view that negatively. Mm-hmm. I would argue, let the emotions wind down, have a glass of wine, watch <laughs> this, watch the game again, from the point of view that you're just watching a team. How are they running? How are they? How are they performing together? We lost the ball far too much, mm-hmm. um, but I think people would argue that our midfield was the weakest. Watching it, statistically, they were the best. Yeah. They held the ball the best. They won their tackles. They didn't have fouls against them. Mm-hmm. What more can you ask? Yeah, and I feel like I have have some thoughts on Nashville too. Um, they were very, they were great. Now that they're in the Eastern Conference, I, I kept thinking this throughout the game because for for a number of reasons, there's like a few of these teams in the league that we have where when we play them, it always has to be like a dogfight, and like I feel genuine like hatred towards them. Like yeah. for people that have have assumed that role already, right? It's like the Phillies, um, the Revs. I I still kind of feel that off some of the playoff and and other large games that we've played that against them. Um, and then obviously the Red Bulls, Orlando not so much lately, but we've had it in the past. Toronto not so much lately, but we had it in the past. But now with Nashville coming Their into fans the East, are idiots. Yeah, I mean, the fans are done. Like Chano, Chano was getting the Tavon treatment from when we traveled away to to watch Charlotte last season. Um, And, like, Tavon got fouled by a Charlotte player, and then because of that, because he was the victim of a foul, he got booed every single time he touched the ball, and that was coming coming through loud and clear on the the broadcast today with Chanel. Same thing. He gets fouled by a Nashville player. He's obviously the issue, I guess, in that scenario somehow. So, So he gets booed every time he touches the ball. And I see... I can see Nashville now that they're in the East and they're a good team, yeah. developing into one of those teams that we have issues with over yeah. the next couple. If we years. play them away again, I would love to go just to chirp at the fans. Yeah, because they genuinely like, and I, I don't mean this in a messed up way, but they are genuinely not intelligent people. <laughs> and uh, you know, Nashville, if you if you know if you, any of your fans find this podcast, you guys are not smart. Like genuinely, you're not. Um, I don't know what glasses you watch this game with. Um, Justin Hack won the ball and destroyed your player. Mm. Simple as. Um, you called the ref terrible for that. Justin Hack had a world-class tackle on your player, um, and he pretended to be hurt. It yeah. is what it is. Um, Chano got hit in the, in the face where if he gets hit in the wrong way, he's going to be blind for the rest of his life. Yep. So, yeah, he was a little well, concerned when he got hit. But yeah, booing Chano when he was down on the ground. That was, made me so angry. Yeah, that, that was and like – And then that's what started the booing That yeah, after. yeah. Because and he got hurt. it's like, yeah, because he got hit in the face where if he gets hit just the right way, he will not have an eye <laughs> yeah. for the rest of his no life. More vision. So, yeah, let's boo that. But then your player pretends to dislocate his shoulder, gets a stretcher out, and wastes 15 minutes doing that. Yeah. I like, mean, let's yeah, get real. Th- those those are all the moments that brew, brew the hatred, I would say. Yeah. It's just... and, and, like, your, your team played well, um, and despite playing well – the fans were just stupid. I mean, and you have a they have a few of the guys like when when we think of like a Philly, right? We hate we hate like God's dog or 
their center back that uh, when we played him um, in the Eastern Conference Finals and we beat him in 2021, oh, yeah, he had the, the Drake head, the Drake haircut. Um, you know, they have like these token guys and then uh, that you, that you don't like. And then um, on Nashville, like that Sheffel Sheffelberg, what the guy with yeah. the mullet. I don't know. Every time he was on the screen, but I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand him. And then of course he has to go and get the goal. Uh, just to spite me, probably. Well, they've got in, in Zimmerman too. We don't like Zimmerman here in this I know, camp. I know. Um, and he gets credited for the goal. I don't know if, if it'll stay stay that way, but he gets credited for the goal. Um, you know, I had some choice words for him and his, you know, the in structural integrity of his leg <laughs> after he yeah. was singing into the corner flag. I don't know. That just kind of seemed like a weird, weird thing to do um, when you're like a C-list center back, but. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the MLS, he's all right, but it's those things that help kind of so, yeah. brew. I don't like I don't like Nashville. Brew the robbery, yeah. I, and they're fans, dude. You guys need <laughs> to get, like, some type of training or glasses, maybe. Yeah. I don't know what you guys need. You need help. Your team played well, and, and congrats for that. But, man, you guys see the game wrong. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to, to see how the Eastern Conference plays out. Um with them being added to it. Cause they're obviously, you know, as I think much they're going to win. The, I, I, I think they're going to, that was your, they're going right? to, yeah, they're going to end, um, as first place in, in the East. I think they're going to be a great team. I think everyone knew that going into this game. I think that's why, you know, when we see some of the negative responses, we're kind of like, you know, we saw this coming a little bit. That's what I was going to say. Was it, you know, when they are a good team, it makes it tougher too. Especially like we're gonna most likely see them in the playoffs, probably for the next couple of years. If we right. if we continue to be good and they continue to be good, this they, is gonna brew something. You know, they really remind me like it's. This is the same feeling I had when we used to play Atlanta when they were good. Mm. It feels like like that team that um, just has those pieces that that you know things just happen in, in their favor. And um, and Mukhtar is like. You you think of him like a the Martinez yeah a, a Martinez or a, a Almarone when they right. when they had both of them, um it's like literally as soon as he came on the field we yeah. I was like I feel like I'm hearing the Undertaker <laughs> bells right now <laughs> like boom. Boom. yeah he's coming to take whatever whatever hope we had left of that and game within within five minutes disappeared yeah. obviously um but yeah man I mean I don't want to harp too much on on the negative yeah like, I mean yeah being more level headed keeping in mind that it's week one i think for the first 20 minutes us and nashville both looked completely lost out there like yeah. oh my god i can't believe we're playing soccer again right now especially right. with the crowd everything going on the whole moment of it first first game on apple tv all that right. stuff adding up i think everybody looked lost out there um i think there's going to be a, a ton of growing pains with cushing now fully implementing kind of the ideas he has um fitting like an alenich in fitting in a kufre um, and then starting players that have never started before for us or for any professional team. There's going to be a lot of growing pains, but I still I still feel good about our chance. I still feel fourth place. Maybe maybe if I had to overreact, I'd drop it to like a fifth. But I, I don't think we're finishing below fifth. Yeah. I know that Nashville will be above us. Overreaction. Yeah. I kind of touched on this a little bit pre, pre-recording. Uh-huh. Um, Justin Hack's ceiling is higher than James Hans. Oh, they're going to kill you in the Twitter streets for that. I'm telling you, Justin Hack's ceiling is higher than James Hans. Oh, they're going to hate you. He is a better athlete. He scans the field better, in my opinion, than James Hans did. 
and he has the ability to play more roles in the midfield than James Sands. Mm. And I personally feel that James uh, Justin Hack is going to grow into a player that he may be with NYCFC his entire career, mm-hmm. but he will have accomplished more than James Sands. Yeah. If if both keep continuing the way that they have. And, man, it would be interesting if, if James Sands ends up back on the team because we know Cushing loves Hack. It's possible. Cushing absolutely but loves I Hack. But I don't think that James Sands comes back and plays in the midfield. Mm. James Sands, if he does come back, is um, is a center back. Yeah, I think I think if Hack continues to play the way that he did today, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Alfredo is healthy, if Hack is healthy, um, and if Sands has not played football at that point for the better part of six yeah. months, at least sporadically as a sub for the Rangers. Yeah, I'm not sure how he finds a spot at center back or kind of at that six role. Um, and I think Alfredo is another one who randomly, I think Cushing said he picked up a knock or something. Um, but that was that was a shocking like omission for me. Um, it, and it sucks to see because I think we, we're obviously very big supporters of Alfredo. I think he would probably be one of my favorites on the team. Um, Easily. Alongside like a Matty. Um, so keeping him healthy, I think keeping Chanel healthy, the two old guys on the team, um, is something that we have to do by any means. So I don't, I don't mind Cushing being conservative you know, first game of the season, we've got 33 more weeks of soccer. Right. I, I don't mind kind of keeping them out. Yeah. Um, Any other overreaction you've got? No, nah, I, I mean, I feel like that's it. I feel like we Tavon I, I looked like faster. We everything I thought. Yeah. Tavon looked good, faster. It could have been uh, more aerodynamic with the hair all maybe, shaped yeah. off, which was maybe the Shocking. biggest shocker of yeah, the day. Yeah, well, because we, we were looking and we're like, we couldn't, we, honestly, I just thought the, that he had braids tied really, really tight. And I was yeah. like, Looking, I'm like, no, no, he's got well, waves. That, I was going to say that that 1080p Apple TV quality yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> quickly. This is the first time we're not on streams, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Uh, announcement we have yeah. gone legal, not on, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but um, yeah, Tavon had a great game. I think Galenich is going to give him a run for his money, though. From that, those minutes that we saw from him, um, Tavon, you got a battle, you got a battle ahead of you, yeah, sure. Um, you, luckily, you know, he's got the defensive role, so he's going to be able. He's going to get the benefit of the doubt where if you're going into the 60th minute and you were thinking of bringing out a Lenich, you're going to look at Tavon's defensive ability mm-hmm. and probably keep him on. Yeah, I was going to say if if Cushing the whole time knew that a Lenich was – he had plans to bring a Lenich on, um, I'm kind of surprised that he wasn't brought on sooner. Yeah. Because um, you're right. I don't, I don't think Tavon looked terrible, but if you're letting like a Scheffelberg give you issues for the entire game um, – you know, I think Cushing would be more apt to make a sub. So I, I did think Alenich would come on sooner. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see a ton of him. I think he came on for what was there seven minutes of stoppage. He came on somewhere in the mid eighties. He yeah, he looked solid. I feel like he obviously you know in ten minutes how much time yeah, are you really show. are you really going to show something? Um, but I'm excited to see more out of him. I I still I'll die on the the three in the back. Make Tavon a center back by any means possible and and give Alenich to go. I think we're we're one for two at the moment on signings that we made yeah. being Kufre between Kufre and Alenich, and we haven't seen enough from Alenich to know yeah. if we've gone two for two. So, I mean, there's just, things to look forward to. Yeah, I honestly, I look, I I'm not the guy that that just watched that game and um, is thinking anything but positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone showed flashes of what they could be, 
and that's really all that we can ask for in a first game. Yeah. Um, let them settle together. Let them get their chemistry. And um, look, if you've had, if you've heard anything that we've said today on this episode, and and you feel some type of way, feel free to add us at on Twitter <laughs> at Post Ninety Podcast, um, Instagram at Post, Post Ninety Pod. We're there. We're we're here for the conversation. TikTok. Um, and YouTube. look, if you would like to hear the stats, you like to see the stats. Justin Hack had an incredible game. Yeah, and he deserves to get his flowers for it. Yeah. Um, any type of hate, you're just forcing it, and, and I, it, it's a little weird. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I think I'll say, typically, you know, if you're if you're new to the show, um, I think probably a ton of people uh, potentially found us in this little off season run of guests that we've done. Um, I'm happy to be back, just the two of us. That that's kind of like our bread and butter and what we've we've kind of always done in the past. Um, but usually we we try to keep it pretty short. You know, anywhere from twenty to thirty minutes. Obviously, a little excited today. Yeah, and honestly, the... we could still go. <laughs> yeah, like we... if this wasn't cutting off and, and it was a live stream, we'd be going yeah. for hours. Well, yeah, and we and we like to give you guys other uh, other time to kind of listen to the other NYCFC podcasts. Obviously, you know, great historic ones out there like Blue Balls and, and Blue City Radio and stuff. And um, those guys' opinions are always great to listen to. Some of our favorites. Um, so we like to we like to keep we like to condense it, keep it short, give you something easy to listen to in your commute um, and all that. Um, so that's what you can kind of expect to hear from us if you're new. Um, like we said, massive, massive, maybe the biggest episode uh, that we've ever done um, coming out in the midweek. It, sh- it should be, you know, if you're listening to this on Monday, um, you'll probably you'll probably hear that episode on Thursday. And it, yep. it won't have any, most likely any conversation about the Chicago game. Um, it'll be more so just conversation um, about the guests and everything. So appreciate. You just and, said it's a guest. Yeah, I mean, well, we said there's going to be a champion in the house. I mean, we're champions. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, um, and any, and you know what? Anybody that listens, anybody this far? that I was gonna say, anybody that listened this far, you deserve that extra nugget. So it will be a guest. Um, it will be a a champion. We said earlier, obviously an NYCFC alum. Um, so looking forward to kind of cult favorite. Yeah, looking forward to <laughs> don't want to give away too much. Here. <laughs> um, looking yep. forward to to obviously sharing the mic with them. Um, and kind of, I think in a way celebrating us too, I know, I know it's not a hundred, but for us, 90, obviously is special yeah. being the name of the podcast. Yeah. It's a special episode. This is, um, us growing and, um, and we know. will get to a hundred. So we're, yeah, we're going mean, to get, gonna get that, to a thousand. We're going to get to a hundred. This is the, the show evolving into, um, you know, something that we've dreamed about for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that episode, um, just expect us to continue going harder and harder. It's gonna get, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get tough out there. Yeah, I mean this this season feels like uh, the season of vibes for the pod. I feel like finally after after three seasons, we've kind of really gotten a, a foothold on being able to handle just the conversations and stuff. It takes time, um, and now now we want to up the game. So. We're oh we're we're taking this thing to um, to new heights. New heights, yeah. To new heights, yeah, and uh, and beyond. This thing uh, expect a lot of work. Yeah, and I'll say I'll say new studio to come. Um, for those that you listen, you obviously remember the past studio. Um, trying to do it bigger and better than that. Uh, can't can't give a date. Thunderdome inbound. <laughs> can't 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 give a date. On can't when. give a date yet yeah, because we got to Bob the Builder it. Um, yeah, but and you know. potentially look out. Uh, for some kind of series with us potentially putting together the stadium, like building it, like we have, yeah. like literally... yeah, we're we're physically building the stadium. Yeah, I was gonna say like physically, <laughs> the Bob studio. the Builder, uh, men with hammers and nails, like yeah. actually doing something. So maybe some kind of like no narration, 
uh, not creative, but what was the word? Cinematic, cinematic type thing of us putting the stadium. You know, a little ASMR or something. Who knows? Studio. Studio, not stadium. Uh, we are not building. They, we have no hand in the stadium at all. Do not us, comment. Do not tell. talk to us about how it needs to be built quicker. I was going to say, if they put us in charge of building the stadium. Oh, like, they'll crumble. <laughs> it yeah, would fall apart. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about the future studios. <laughs> uh, you know, structural capability. But yeah. um, that'll, be, that'll be something to find out later in the season. So... Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah. If like, you made it this far, um, yell at us on Twitter, post 90 pod. Um, listen to us anywhere that you can get a podcast. Yep. Um, we'll be there and you can count on that. Yeah. Like you said, at post 90 pod on Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube has ads now. Uh, we're going to see what Apple TV allows us to do this season with, with <laughs> YouTube and the shorts and with TikTok and everything. Oh yeah. Um, we're we're going to be pushing the boundaries. We're going to be growing a lot. Yeah. Expect that. And then, you know, Apple Pods, I think probably the top audio platform for us. Um, Spotify, anywhere that you can listen to a pod, uh, we're on there. And then, you know, YouTube, if you're one of our YouTube guys, subscribe, like, all that stuff, noties. Um, you know, we appreciate you you guys for sticking around and look forward to talking to everybody on Twitter and everywhere else. Yep, and Nashville fans, <laughs> get an education, you jabronis. All right, peace. That's the question. Yes. Yeah, stupid. <laughs>